You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Now it's time for our weekly chat with Labour MP Andrew Little. For our weekly catch-up, I ask Minister Andrew Little about Labour's fair pay announcement for the Defence Force. I also ask about an RNZ article claiming MB has expanded their intelligence wing and where the government's fear around mass migration has come from. I also, perhaps regrettably, ask about a TikTok the Minister made with Prime Minister Hipkins. I started by asking Labour has announced fair pay for defence personnel. Why is this a priority? Um, we're in a situation at the moment where the one group of um, people in our workforce, our defence personnel, don't have access to the same mechanisms that pretty much everybody else does to get pay rises or improvements in their paying conditions. So anybody else has the right to belong to a union, they have the right to bargain collectively, they can enforce their employment rights in the um, Employment Relations Authority or the Employment Court. Defence personnel don't have that. And we have a situation where their, any increase or improvement in their paying conditions is sort of at the behest of the Chief of Defence Force and to some extent the Minister of Defence. And what we've seen is that that can be pretty haphazard from one year to the next. Um, I think it's pretty important, Labor thinks it's pretty important that actually our Defence Force personnel who do important work and often are called upon at short notice to go into um, dangerous or hazardous situations, that they have some certainty that their paying conditions are going to keep up and maintain their value. So therefore we're proposing that um, the Remuneration Authority have specific responsibility for looking after their paying conditions on a regular basis. You said in a press release a national government would put a modern, well-equipped and fairly paid defence force at risk. What would the national government mean? Well, if you look at their track record, um, they let um, paying conditions fall back or um, effectively go backwards in real terms. What we also saw was an underinvestment in the facilities and equipment that our defence force personnel rely on to do their job. Um, our, the bases and camps that many of our Defence Force personnel are based at are uh, in many respects run down. We, we put quite a bit of new investment in it, and well, some of that's going to take some time to roll out. And we've invested in um, new equipment such as the new maritime surveillance aircraft, the new heavy lift aircraft that are due to arrive next year, and things like that. There is a difference between the two major parties. We've made a commitment to making sure that our Defence Force personnel um, are not only um, rewarded appropriately for what they do, but have the kits to do the job. And yesterday, Phil Pennington published an article in RNZ claiming MBI's intelligence wing has expanded over the last 12 months without consultation from groups, including the Federation of Islamic Association. Is this, is this acceptable? Well, um, the, the report was inaccurate. There's been no expansion in the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment's um, what he described as intelligence uh, capacity. MB themselves describes the new unit as um, MB intelligence. What it is is a consolidation of a bunch of um, intelligence functions attached to enforcement and compliance units within a range of different activities that MB does. So MB looks after immigration, they look after employment services, which includes the Employment Relations Authority and the Mediation Services, they look after the companies office and the company registry um, and a range of other functions that they do where they're gathering, they gather a lot of information or provided voluntarily when, as people fill out forms and do things. 
Um, so all of that has been brought together in a single unit as opposed to in four or five different units as it was before. So there hasn't been any increase in capacity, um, but the, all that work has been brought together. The benefit of that is when MB is doing enforcement work, such as they're doing with um, exploited migrant workers at the moment, is that they're not just reliant on, for example, what Immigration New Zealand um, has in terms of information, but what the company's office has and what the employment relations um, uh, organisations have as well. So they brought that information together so they get a picture of the businesses and people they're dealing with and can be much more effective in their enforcement. But on fear around immigration security, there was a bill earlier this year to detain mass arrivals as if they were a threat. Why is there a freak out about immigration and mass arrivals before when it's not a major issue here? Um, it, it is an issue. It's an issue everywhere. Um, mass arrivals are basically um, uh, people who are being exploited. It is... Um, it is the, the basically the illegal trade in people. It is a it is a repugnant thing to happen. It happens around the world. We know that in the last uh, five or six years there have been two known serious attempts to um, smuggle people to New Zealand, and and the people who are doing this now operate at a level of sophistication that wasn't the case you know, 10, 15 years ago. So they are now. They now get access to steel old vessels, you know, um, ocean, proper ocean-going vessels, usually former merchant um, vessels, trade vessels, that can go some distance. Um, one operation we know of um, left a port in Southeast Asia and basically sank uh, at sea. It was making its way to New Zealand. It, it, it suggestion is that it could have been scuttled, that is to say deliberately sunk at the loss of about 230 lives. There was another um, enterprise that uh, recruited people, and the people paid, they paid thousands of New Zealand dollars to be part of these things because they want to get away from the countries that they're in. Um, and that enterprise was basically stopped as, literally as people were boarding the vessel. It was an ocean-going vessel. The intention was for it to come to New Zealand. Uh, when authorities in the relevant country got to it, it was fully stocked with food and water. So... Um, this is a real thing, and we have to be prepared for it, but we have to know what's going on. We're reliant on authorities in other countries to give advice, but one way that Immigration New Zealand can keep abreast of what could be happening is um, uh, appropriately monitoring uh, social media, um, so open source monitoring, if you like, so publicly available information. Um, it takes a bit of effort to get access to, but, um, but nevertheless monitoring what is being said on those channels to see what threats might be being posed to New Zealand. But the bill was focused on the detaining of mass arrivals. How will this help if people are being smuggled in? Yeah, the, the reason is that if a large number of people come in, our, our system currently isn't geared up to for processing it. So when people are in that situation, they arrive, at, they arrive in New Zealand effectively as regular migrants. Without any, um, without having to apply for visas and all the rest, of it. all of that has to be processed. We don't have the capacity to process, you know, 200, 250. Surely we could people. come up with a better system than than detaining or imprisoning people, though. Yeah, so I think let's be careful about the language. That is about detaining people. We detain refugees at the moment when they arrive here under the um, the United Nations program. We do that at the Mangere Refugee Centre. 
Um, it is uh, high quality accommodation and it just gives people a chance to um, to get here, then to learn about New Zealand, learn about the country uh, they're in, learn about the city they will be going to, um, to set up all the links they need to help to resettle. Um, but that's all managed for our refugee program, which is regarded around the world as one of the best. Um, is we manage the arrival of people very carefully um, so that they don't you know, suffer the kind of the, the traumas and the culture shocks that, that might otherwise happen. And we've got to plug the right support services in at the right time for people. And the, the same would happen for people um, who arrive on a regular basis as a mass arrival. Um, and they have legal rights too, and we need to discharge those legal obligations as well so that they have the right um, to, um, if there's any uh, challenge to anything that the, the government does, they've got the right to go to court and be represented, all those sorts of things. All of that has to be in place. But if, if, if 200 or 250 people arrived all at once, our system would struggle to respond. So the mass arrivals bill was about ensuring that um, people could be kept somewhere, detained is, is the language. It wouldn't be in a prison, in fact. Um, we, we explicitly made the point following the state committee process that it would not be a prison. It would be something in the nature of a Māori refugee settlement um, centre so that people could be um, have all their details dealt with and uh, support put in place. And then the, the process for um, seeking asylum um, properly activated um, with appropriate support. We need to be able to do that um, because of the growing risk of a, a mass arrival of people who are irregular. But you talked about people arriving on boats, but really only the Pacific is near enough to arrive on boats. Are you concerned about migrants from the Pacific? Uh, no. The, the two operations I talked about before um, both came out of uh, Southeast Asia. But they didn't reach here, did they? So it's, it's almost too far for people to get here from Southeast Asia. Um, with a nation-going vessel and, and uh, one left the port, um, but as I say, it sunk at sea, and the, the suggestion is that it was more likely scuttled than than was you know was not seaworthy. Um, the other vessel that was prevented from leaving port was a proper ocean-going, you know, proper merchant vessel that was quite capable of getting to New Zealand. Cool. Thank you so much for your time today, Minister. I'll just ask one more question on a lighter note. I've been loving your social media content recently. What inspired your scoping out the voting booths video with the Prime Minister? Oh, that was just because early voting was coming up and uh, it obviously started on Monday. And look, we, I just look um, for interesting ways of letting people know these sorts of things. Um, so it's just about making a, a bit of fun on a serious issue. <laughs> That was Labour's Minister for Defence and Immigration, Andrew Little. That was Labour MP, Andrew Little. The Wire. That was a 95BFM podcast. To hear more, head to 95BFM.com slash becasts.